If you need a faith boost to believe God for your healing, this is the podcast and the episode for you. Many times we talk about what God can do, but today I'm going to talk about something that God can't do, and it's going to build your faith tremendously. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and I'm passionate about God's promise to heal you. I'm the president of the Gospel Mission Network and pastor of the local church, Abundant Grace. I'm also an author and TV host and just love communicating the truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because I see it set people free. I know that I know that I know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and He truly has risen from the dead. Now, the Beal podcast is filled with interviews, testimonies, and teachings, all aimed to equip you with a strong biblical understanding of how to release God's power and anointing in your life. So if you or someone you love needs healing in their mind, in their body, wherever it may be, or even you desire to be used of God to bring healing to others, this is a great place to learn. And we're thankful that the Be Healed podcast has reached over uh, 117,000 downloads now in 152 countries. And as always, I want to thank the Lord Jesus and you for listening. And uh, we pray that we'll continue to be a blessing to you and to many. My commitment to you in this episode today is that, well, your faith is going to be strengthened. You're, you're going to hear the, the teaching today and your faith is bound to go to new levels. And you're going to better understand the nature of God and, and why he can be trusted. I, I think those three things are, are worth the time to listen to this teaching because they can change your life. I mean, imagine what happens when your faith goes up and you know why you can trust God. All right. So let's get ready to listen to uh, this message today. Grab a notebook and uh, be ready to take notes on the things that you feel the Holy Spirit is really impressing upon your heart. God bless you. Okay, most people have been let down by someone, uh, somebody who maybe has failed to keep their promise, somebody who has abandoned them, uh, betrayed their trust in some way. And most of us, when that happens, it, it tends to hurt our ability to trust others. And uh, as a pastor, I meet many people who wind up sharing with me some of the difficulties that they've been through in their lives. And they often say that they have difficulty trusting people. In a vast majority of these situations, uh, these trust issues don't just stay contained with human relationships. They actually spill over into how people perceive uh, God the Father, uh, Jesus the Son, um, the Holy Spirit. They, they, they don't know it. It's not something that we consciously decide to do, but but when we've been through hurts and betrayals and people have lied to us, people that we've trusted, especially when we go through that, it's difficult with great boldness to trust uh, what even God says often. And so some of the reasons why th this easily happens to us is because we don't really know God the Father intimately. We, we know things about him, but many things we've learned have been from other people. So, so you can imagine if we have difficulty trusting people, we don't trust what they say about God. 
Another reason is that we've learned the wrong things about him. Uh, our expectation is off. It, it isn't accurate. And so if we learn things about God that are not true, how will we be able to put our peaceful, assured trust in him? Uh, a third reason, and this is a big one, why we so easily can distrust God is because we're surrounded by a lot of people who have had unanswered prayer, unhealed sicknesses, uh, diseases that continue to persist in their bodies, uh, and they're going to church uh, or they're reading the Bible. And our our assumption is, well, you see, uh, God hasn't kept his word. Frequently, I hear people say, but my my aunt's brother's cousin's sister uh, believed God and prayed and and God did not heal. Unfortunately, the the assumption is that somehow God was unfaithful, and it it assumes that the human being did everything right, and and God did it wrong, and therefore we can't trust Him. Um, and then you know a last reason I'll give right now because there's so many, but we ourselves are often living in the questions we have instead of the answers, and we're often asking God, why did this happen? Why did that not happen? It's in the midst of all this uncertainty. And all of this third-person knowledge that we can easily distrust God. I mean, we can't leave out the reality that the devil is constantly tempting us, constantly trying to get us to uh, think of accusations against God, just like in Genesis chapter 3 in the Garden of Eden, when Satan accused God to Eve in terms of uh, the temptation that he gave her. So there's a lot of reasons here, but this distrust uh, with God is, is at the root of, of hindering the, the flow of the supernatural in our lives. And it's something that we have to deal with because if the roots of that distrust are not handled, we may not find the healing power of God flowing the way that God desires it to flow. And so this is why God gave us the Bible. He didn't give it to us for theologians to pontificate and give all kinds of sophisticated prophetic theories. He gave it so that we would have faith. Uh, many of the scriptures describe this, that we may know God and that, that we may interact with God, that we may encounter God. And so we, we need to come to his word and, and in the first person encounter him. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 16, it says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. See, the scripture was given to us so that we may really understand the truth and then be corrected and understand what righteousness is. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to go to the word of God and we're actually going to look at this thing the Bible says that God can't do. Now, I know a lot of people, you, you, you hear the aspect of the truth that God can do everything, but, but you're going to hear something today that is, is, is something that God can't do, and it's good news, and we're, we're going to hear about it in a second. You know, knowing God's will and, and knowing his character and knowing not only what he does, but why he does it, is vital to your faith, especially in the area of healing and experiencing miracles. Because when you don't just see the hand of God, but you see the heart of God, you will see 
that God is really doing things that are flowing out of his heart. And it, it's, it's going to be life-changing. Well, let's take a look at what the scripture says that God can't do. For this answer, we're going to turn to uh, the book of Hebrews, the letter to the Hebrews in chapter 6, verse 18. And it says this in verse 18, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. Wow. Now, the, the verse goes on, but this is the phrase. It says it is impossible for God to lie. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13, it says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Praise God. We just learned that God can't lie and he can't deny himself. Wow. Titus chapter 1, verse 2, it says, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. These scriptures, and there's more that I'm going to read, describe that God can't lie. This means that when we say that God can do everything or with God, all things are possible, well, praise God for that. But you got to put that in biblical context because God can do all things that are good, all things that are righteous, all things that are holy. But the Bible clearly describes many times throughout the scripture that God cannot do evil. The Bible says he can't be tempted by evil. And as we just read, he cannot deny himself. He cannot lie. Again, Hebrews 6.18, the phrase in the verse is, it is impossible for God to lie. Again, Titus 1.2, which God who cannot lie. This is some of the best news that God is revealing about himself, because when we find out that God cannot lie, we will believe and be able to put our trust in him in a whole new level. This means that when you find and discover a promise in the word of God, you can know that God is going to keep his word. He's going to keep his covenant. Nehemiah understood this. He was a man in the Old Testament who played a major role in the uh, development or the restoration of Jerusalem after uh, the nation of uh, the Jews were in uh, captivity to Babylon. And when they came back, Nehemiah helped build the wall and they did it in 52 days. And this is a man who prayed. And when he prayed in Nehemiah chapter one, verse five, this is what he said. He said, uh, he said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. So powerful. Nehemiah moved and operated with great faith because he understood that God was a God who kept covenant. It means that when God commits in a type of contract, but even stronger than any contract we can think of, he will not violate it. He cannot. God gives his word. He is going to perform it. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12, it says, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am ready 
to perform my word. What a beautiful word to the prophet Jeremiah in the Old Testament that God was ready to do what he said to perform his word. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 24, it says, So God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Oh, listen, God keeps covenant. It means that he will do what he promised to do. For how long, you may be asking? Well, Psalm 105, verses 8 to 11, I'm going to read them because it gives this answer. It says, He remembers his covenant forever. The word which he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath to Isaac and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute to Israel as an everlasting covenant saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance. God is saying when he puts something in motion with his word, it is going to be that way. You can Trust it. You can rely on it. You can put full assurance into it because his very nature, the character of his nature, his very being is that he is truth. Jesus, it says this in John chapter 14, verse six, that he is truth. He cannot lie. And when God cannot lie, then whatever he says is going to come to pass. Now, I know some people listening right now may be thinking of all those questions in your mind. Well, if things are not operating or have not happened according to what you thought the Word of God said, or the part of the Word of God that you thought you knew, it is because you have not understood something else about the word of God. Maybe you only understood in part, but not in complete. You may have misunderstood what the word said. Maybe we have fallen short in being faithful to living out his instructions. My goodness, there could be literally thousands upon thousands of things that could happen to us to think that God has been unfaithful to his word When, in fact, it's us who have misunderstood, been unfaithful, and not actually lived out what his instructions really are. So, you know, when I was first healed of cancer, I I, I was just so hungry to learn more, and I'm still hungry to learn. But I had a lot of questions because I knew that there were people who would be receiving the healing power of Jesus, but then there were other people who were not receiving the healing power of Jesus. And at first, this created a very deep question, Lord, why? Your word promises it. Well, that's where the journey began, that I began to understand over time that when I saw situations where the person was not receiving healing, I also saw truth of the word explaining that situation. And I've had people in my own family I've had friends, I've had people in my life that we've seen and learned things in the Word of God that explained why the breakthrough was not coming. And praise God, we have seen upon growing in our understanding of how God is moving and how God operates and and how God's promise flows that the breakthrough comes. So I want to encourage you today. 
to be committed to learning the full counsel of God, the full understanding of what God reveals in his text, so that then you can understand and say, oh God, I can understand now why that's happening or why that's not working. And then we can go back to the word and receive the correction, listen to God, humble ourselves before him, and then be able to get the breakthrough. In addition to those verses that explicitly say that God cannot lie, it is impossible for God to lie, and that he cannot deny himself, let's go back to another very powerful verse in the book of Numbers, chapter 23, verse 19. Remember we said that people have difficulty trusting other people, but sometimes we, we project the unfaithfulness of people and those attributes onto God. Well, listen to the book of Numbers, chapter 23, verse 19. It says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Oh, what an encouraging verse this is. God is not a man that he should lie. We don't need to project those things on God. In fact, we should never, ever project, not even for a nanosecond, any unrighteousness to God. I mean, think about this. It says in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, it says, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all Liars shall have their part in the lake, which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. My goodness, God is clearly communicating in the word of God that liars and that lying is a sin. It's even in the Ten Commandments. The Ninth Commandment says not to lie. The Bible also says in Proverbs 12, 22, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. How could we say that God would be a liar or even have the potential of lying if in his own word, he's describing that there's eternal death ascribed as a judgment against lying? And that lying lips are an abomination to him. It's not reasonable that a true God and that a real God would be uh, having two double natures. No, he is righteous. He is holy. He is that he is. He is not a liar. He is not a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde kind of God. He is always good. He is always righteous. He is always light. First John chapter one, verse five says, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. I pray that you will receive this reality and that these scriptures and these truths about almighty God and his nature will truly pierce your hearts and minds. Satan wants you to distrust God, but he is the surest and most stable and he is unchanging and he is the most secure place in all creation. And when God speaks his word, God is declaring it is done. We need to believe it though. We 
need to trust him. We need to trust him in his word so that we can live out Matthew chapter four, verse four, that says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is the way to blessing. This is the way to healing, to fully put our trust in Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of God, in his word. And when the scripture makes a promise, as he does in Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 to 5, that by his stripes, by the wounds on Jesus' back, we are healed. In Matthew chapter 10, he sent out the disciples to heal the sick, to cleanse the lepers. Listen, when God commanded us to go do these things, that word is still alive and we can do it. The Bible says that if we ask anything, that the Father would be glorified, He says, the son, Jesus Christ says, I will do that thing. We can trust God. We can put full assurance into his word. It is time to trust God with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. As it says in the book of Proverbs, chapter three, verse five. In fact, the Bible says that if we would trust him, if we would acknowledge him in all of our ways, if we will no longer be wise in our own eyes, but if, if we would fear the Lord and depart from evil, the Bible says in Proverbs 3, verse 8, it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Do you need health in your flesh? Do you need a touch in your body? Do you need strength in your bones? It's time to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, as you know, uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, we love to hear the questions that you have about healing, and I'm excited to answer them on uh, uh, episodes that we cover or uh, be able to address them in some way to help you. And uh, if you have any questions, you can send them to contact at gospelmissionnetwork.org. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your question and very likely you'll be hearing me cover it in a future episode. Today's question actually is a really great one, and I think it fits this topic so well. The question is, why does God heal some, but not me? Well, the way I feel led to answer this question, because again, that's a very long answer, but one of the realities that we need to know is that God shows no partiality. Romans chapter 2, verse 11 says, for there is no partiality with God. It means God doesn't have favorites. It means that what God has promised to do for one person, he will do for all in terms of his covenantal promises of the cross. So when we come to this idea, why has God not healed me, but I see him heal other people, we know it's not because he loves them more. We know that it isn't because he wants to do it for them and not you. The promise of Jesus' suffering on the cross is that he has brought healing and salvation to all. It is not God's desire for any to be sick. It is God's desire for all to be healed. And so you need to know and be encouraged that with God there is no partiality and that God desires to heal you. We'll be covering more of that answer uh, at a later time, but at least you can know 
that God wants to do it for you. Well, as always, it's a blessing. My name is Steve Hannett, and I'm excited to hear about your testimonies that God is doing in your life, and would love to feature them also and possibly have you as a guest on the Be Healed podcast. If you have a testimony, send it to contact at gospelmissionnetwork.org. You can also send a text to us. Just put the word healing and send it to 94000. And that will also enable us to include you on future announcements and our mailing list and keep on top of the great things that are happening with the ministry. May the Lord Jesus bless you. May he bring you into a powerful encounter that he cannot lie. I pray you've been blessed and we look forward as always to speak with you next week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett and you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone and you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of the Gospel Mission Network, a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer.